0: Um, I die, die, La 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 la. na bam 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 ba la ra na na bam la la, la.
1: with such uh, fear and trepidation, mamish. To go back to the words of the Rebbe, of the Piyasetzna, is, um, I don't know, my heart is like, uh, it's racing a little bit. I feel like the is words the 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 Ish-Kodesh's words whenever we've had the privilege of learning the ishkradish it's it always brought us close. It always brought us together. It brought us close to each other. And what more could we do to prepare to you know, prepare for Rosh Hashanah than just getting closer to each other again, closer to ourselves. And Dafka, what we're choosing to learn now is from a sefer, it's it's like the end of a sefer that is basically diary entries. Uh, It's not exactly a sefer. It's more a collection of different inserts into a diary that the Rebbe held from the year 1928 or 29 till 1938. Some of these entries are dated. Some of them we don't know exactly when they are. But I'll tell you one thing is that these words that the Rebbe shares with us are passionate words of someone who is beginning to sense that <clears throat> he may not be here forever. And what do I want to leave? What do I want to leave? So I just, in, first of all, I didn't, uh, I made, I don't know how many photocopies I made, but uh, almost every farm store has this Sefer. The Sefer that we're learning from is in, is in the back of Remember, the order that the Rebbe said to learn was first then then in the back over here there's two more From Vosha Aram and Sav Vizirus. Sav vizirus is what we're gonna be doing. It's a short you'll see it's not too long. And I think that uh, we have something we have something magical. We have something magical to tap into. So I hope as Rath Hashem we take advantage of it and I missed everyone very much and I'm so thankful that we that Hashem opens the gate so we can continue learning. So just first of all, the name Sav vizirus. Tzav is zero. This is the name of this sefer. Tzav means a commandment. Zeros means. You ever, <coughs> anyone ever tell you, Yalla, Tizdariz, Tizdariz means Yalla. Get, get on with it. Get fast. So the words Tzav zeros, It comes from the famous Rashi. It's Pasha Tzav. It's a Tzav bnei Yisrael. And then Rashi says there ain't Tzav ella zeros that when Hashem is commanding you something, he's not just saying, do this, but it's also saying, get get with it. This is not just a commandment. This is not just a commandment. This is like Azir's get with it fast. Go for it fast. What we're gonna try to understand through this beautiful, some would call it a pamphlet, some would call it a little little bit safer, is why are we under the assumption and this is a little bit of a... I'm going to sound a little bit... Uh, not, not somber khalila, just very authentically real. We're under the assumption that we're here forever. We're under the assumption that we have all the time for everything. So there are certain ritzonot that we have, there are certain things that we really desire in our heart, but because this illusion of we're here forever, and each of us, struggles with this. Each of us struggles with this. There's no, there might be a tzav, meaning I know I have to do this, but there's definitely no zeros. There's no, there's no Yeah, I got to get to it. I'll take my time, it'll get there. I'll come to it, it'll get to me. Then sometimes, you know, when you go to a certain tzaddik, and he says something to your soul. He says something to your soul, you cannot ignore it. You just can't ignore it. So the tzav becomes a zeros. the tzav becomes a zeros. Essentially, every tzav that Hashem says has within it a zeros. All we have to do is figure out how to remove the illusion that we have all the time in the world to take care of everything. So it's a very powerful statement, right? So when I was thinking about this Sefer and what Dafka now, why we wanted to learn it, is that I know that so many of us have so much we want to accomplish, and despite the fact that we get shaken up when we go to funerals, other than that, when we go back to life, it's kind of like I hope to get to that. Right? So, what are the things that we can't afford to hope to get to that the tzav has got to become zeros? Right? Tzav has got to become zeros. So, through these words, through these entries that the Rebbe had here, you'll see that there are pearls of awakening the soul, that if you just allow it to do what it's, what it's meant to do, the tzav becomes ziruzim, it really does. And the concept of time stops being the illusion that it usually does play for us in our lives. So we can go on and on with Hagdamas, hakdamas, hakdamas. Let's go right inside the sefer, tzav is ziruz, os alef. Again, I don't know exactly what you, the, the entry dates of most of them, some of them are, are written, you'll see. Some of them actually have the exact date, but what it, it doesn't matter, the words of the Rebbe are, 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 are chai v'kayim, when we were singing the nigun right now, just, I was just trying to visualize his face and see and just ask for Ezra, ask for help, ask for guidance, ask for love, that he should guide us in the way that these words can really, really affect us, and play a very immediate role in our lives.
2: What
1: were the years it was written? Really Twenty. I, I think it was 1928 to 1939. 1920 to <laughs> 1939. You know, simple years. No big, no biggies were happening in uh, in Am Yisrael. Okay. <laughs> So the Rebbe says like this, yemeish <laughs> What a great statement. The Rebbe says, How great would it be if after the seventy years we normally well you know we have, after seventy years that we lived here? We had another 70 years to live here. So he's not saying over here, how great would it be to just live a long life? He's mechaven into something specific, right? What does the Rebbe mean when he says, how wonderful would it be if we had another 70 years after our first 70 years?
3: 2020. What's that? The hindsight 2020. 2020.
1: Yeah. So let, listen to his, his version of that, right? Ko liyem Sainu while we're here, while you and I are, are, are waking up every single day of the year, we're working so hard to constantly educate ourselves. To straighten the crookedness and to raise godless in our midst, to bring out greatness that we know exists within us, to make ourselves bigger. The that's what, that's the that's the first seventy years. and then in the second seventy years, Hey, listen. Then the next seventy years, I can live this like uh, this shiny life. Why? Because I took care of all that like and yegiya stuff, all that toiling and hard work and all that, straightening the crookedness, all those things. I already took care of that the first 70 years. Now the next 70 years, I could actually live without what you and I wake up to every single morning.
2: Isn't that kind of like, well,
1: how? Interesting. you
2: think you work here, then you enjoy it there.
1: You would think so. Does it have to be? Can it be? It's a good question. Can it be that while you're here already, doesn't mean you stop working on yourself, but it means that you, you, you live a certain different energy.
2: I think the whole Torah of the Rebbe is that we live in Gan Eden already in this world. That's the beginning of Bnei That
1: was Bnei Moshavah Rebbe, Moshavah. Rebbe, But
2: it's the same Torah. He's trying be, to like, let her live our souls already no. in this world, that we should be living our souls and not our bodies.
1: But the concept that we usually grew up with, see, but the, it, the P.S.S. is a chiddush in that regard. Because usually the way that we refer to this world and the next world is here... Yagiya, Yagiyah, working, working, working. When? When, when is the, when's the... Not the shluf, but when is the... Okay, that's not for here. And the Rebbe says it over and over again, B'nei Machshav you can bring your Olam Haba into this world. It doesn't mean the avoda stops. It just means your experience of being in this world is a different experience. So here the Rebbe says, V'as again, V'as b'chayim ashnim, and then the second life we could already have this like total you know shiny life but it seems like after this hard life that we go through here it's like we work we work we work and then what happens at the end you're gone. So the rebel is just thinking about life, and he's thinking about life with like um, it seems like he's thinking about life without this like from fear of like I'm thinking of things wrong in a from way, meaning, you know, you know what I mean? Like you hear like, there's a rebel in him over here.'s like he's almost saying, blah well, blah well, 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 is this really what it's all about? Like it's, I'm toiling work, I'm, I, I'm, I'm killing myself. And then like once I, I feel like, okay, I, 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 I killed myself. Then what? Then what? Then this little vial. The Rebbe having a hard time trying to understand could that really be what life is all about? The
4: Rebbe didn't get to make Aliyah. What's that? He didn't get to make Aliyah. Some, some, some of the things that he's expressing there. stop where you're it's the same day. And I personally feel like in Israel it's a different feeling. I feel like mm-hmm. there's much more of a purpose here on you know even every step that I take.
1: But the but the but you, I think you'd you'd actually be the first to say that the Avoda doesn't stop here.
3: Absolutely doesn't stop. But right. it
1: becomes it's a, it's a here it's more it's a different somehow
2: difference.
4: it's view with more of a purpose than that same feeling, like, well, what are we going to be in the end? Uh, right. You know,
1: hear that somewhat assuaging. Avanti. Okay. Does anyone else feel like that? Yeah, I can. I yeah. Can,
4: I can I can totally uh, agree
1: with that. Yeah. Want
3: to have your cake and eat it too? It's <laughs> nice to get to do that. <laughs> oh, see, <laughs> that's that's awesome. I mean,
2: or 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 Shabbos all week.
1: Well, he's mentioned. You know, he's had these <laughs> references. Like. Why are you waiting for Ne'ilah and Yom Kippur for that dvekas? Like why, how? Why are you so certain that like those moments are only for those moments, and it can't be that you bring it in, you know, you, know, you bring it in uh, at other times as well?
3: I can add also just a little bit to this uh, idea of uh, feeling that energy a little bit stronger, that purpose here in L. So I was just reading in uh, the Good uh, last Chavez, uh Read the description that it gives in the very beginning, you know, they give, like, a little, like, description of the Parsha, and so why is it start, you know, with, like, C, right? What is this C bit? And, bro- and, and the, the Book of Terev broke it down to three um, categories, and and uh, one of them was just, like, like following the Mitzvahs, because, you know, there's a God, right? There's a God, There's what he says, do it, right? No savers. The next one is, like, well, hey, you know, like, there's a God, and there's reward, and there's punishment. And so if I do this, like, you know, there,
1: but I'm not here. This, you know? But, but not so that's here. like
3: the next level. It's like intellectual, right? So you got got like, the simple, there's a God, i got to do what i got to do. Yeah. Then there's the second where it's like, okay, there's there's a God, and then there's a reward, and so intellectually you're toiling in it, but what you're lacking is this vision, right? It's this vision. And so maybe in Eretz Yisrael there's like, you see the vision a little bit more clearly. It's mm-hmm. like you're here in Eretz Yisrael. You see a little bit more clearly what it is that we're working for and so that vision comes a little bit easier,
1: which, you know, can maybe lead to the Zayros. Could be. I just want to um, negate everything that was said right now just for a second because the Rebbe was living in Eretz Yisrael more than any of us are living in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> now I'm going to negate myself again, okay? I did this. I'm messing with everyone, but the Rebbe was here. Like, like, it's what we said is for us right now. It's true. It, all the words that we just said right now, that's our avoda. The Rebbe was. If there was anyone, if there was any tzaddik that was manish here, remember the letters that he wrote to his brother. The pain that he had after he had to sell the piece of land that he owned here. The whole balagan here. His brother who made it here. Admorah chalutz. Like the, the Rebbe was fully here. The Avoda that we're speaking about right now is for us to feel that here. And Ms. Hashem will keep on getting to that place. Okay, let's go weiter. But the Rebbe is going to tell us now, the Rebbe is going to tell us now, so what, so what do I do with living in a life that I'm nervous that I'm just going to spend 70 years working hard, doing Kedusha, holiness. But what do I do afterwards? So, more me'atah. Tov lo l'adam et kol machshavotav. You ever keep a diary? When did we keep a diary? Let's be honest. If, if at all. Or when you Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if we're young, when we're, when we're kids, you, do you, why are you embarrassed to say that you... Yeah, with pride. Actually, actually, lift that up
2: with pride. i my phone.
1: <laughs> lift, 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 this is bad. This is, the Rebbe says, and, and, and he did this. <laughs> it's good for a person to write down his thoughts. <laughs> this is amazing. The, the Indian here is not to like come up with a title of a book. <laughs> Engrave yourself upon a paper. And don't just write in there how great you feel after Shabbos or how holy you feel after going to Uman. Write how miserable you feel when the person you choose to live with the rest of your life doesn't see who you are. Write that. All the gilgulim your nefesh has to go through in this world. You see, if you're writing the diary, that because you're hoping that like one day there's a, there's someone digs it out like after you're 120, and, and if you're conscious of that's your Ratzon that you want people to read this one day, so you're already thinking like what do I want them to read? And the Rebbe is saying you're writing your gilgulim nefesh for you. You're writing it for you. So, like, a real diary is really when it's not even thought for a second that someone else is going to see this.
2: Can <clears> you repeat <throat> that, when a of what you said just
1: now? That when you, when you really, when the, like, what the Rebbe is really saying about what you should write is that you should write for the sake of every... You should write the, every, all the experiences that you go through, okay. all the ups and all the downs. And, you, and while you're writing, you're, not, you're conscious of the fact that you're not writing it f- for the sake of anyone else ever seeing it. But it's a big test because sometimes we write, when we do and we're like, I wonder like, how this is gonna come across when so-and-so will read this one day. Like, what do you do with it when you you, you got a throat, you got, that's, not, that's not about for when you're dead. It's about for you right now to engrave yourself on a piece of paper. So you actually see in front of you a lot of the stuff that you think you understand about yourself because they're just traveling in your head.
4: That's how kids write, right? It's what, Dear Diary, and they—they're not and thinking. They're
1: about not thinking, else. right? Yeah. I once looked at an old diary of mine. I kept a lot of diaries when I was a kid, and I uh, saw that there was the name of a girl that I was so madly in love with, and whenever—and then it was, and her name was written like I'm talking like the age of 9, 10, right? And then like when I'm—it seems that like when I'm like eleven or twelve, I went through my whole diary and crossed her name out. <laughs> Now, wh- why? <laughs> was it because I didn't want anyone to read this and find out that I was crazy about her? Or was I going to like, you know, she didn't give me the time of day energy, like, you know, which one was that? I don't know. The point, the point over here is like, you know what? It's part of the Gilgal of the Nefesh, you know? It's part of the Gilgal of the Nefesh. But if you're conscious of who's gonna read this, you're not engraving yourself on the piece of paper. You're engraving a certain illusion of an imagery that you're, you, 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 you're speculating, this might be seen by somebody. That's not what the Rebbe is speaking about. And all of the power, the might, the shape, the form, the acquisitions that you, your neshama has acquired during its life, chaya, will stand erect, will stand alive in, 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 in the writing of your words. <laughs> now here's where I wish we had a, a Rashi on this. Because over here, the Rebbe says something something very, it seems to be contrary to what he just, to the way, way we just understood it before. He said, basically, give your neshama some kind of a, give, give it a form in this world. How, what's the closest you can give it in this world for you to understand it? To write it down, right? He says, and then when you write it down and, the, and you see it gets a shape, he's like, you'll be shocked. Like if someone asked you visualize to me, give me a visualization of your neshama. And they're just asking you to do that like this. Right? So what ends up happening? So when it's not, when it's just abstract, you don't really have a tzura. When does it start to take form? And we spoke about this in Tova, about the tzura of the neshama, the tzura the. It's like, when you jot things down, that which seems so impossible to like, give a form, give a shape, it starts to take some type of a, it's, we're talking about the infinite, obviously, it's the <laughs> But for you to relate to it or give it over to your children, it starts to take form and shape when it's jotted down. But he's saying over here, don't, it's, it's, it gets its real form and shape when all of it is in there.
2: Is he, is he looking for, maybe some older is he looking for, if you're writing it down then you're able to, it's the act of writing it down that you're able to process and you're able to work through, or is it to have a, it's a
1: very good question. That's what's unclear. But if I had to guess over here why these two pieces are together, is that what he's saying over here is that for 70 years, I'm working, working, working so hard, but what am I not doing while I'm working so hard? I'm not. What's that? I'm,
2: processing.
1: I'm not processing.
2: You're not what? Processing. Processing? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not processing. I'm not getting a tsura. I'm not getting a form. So I feel, I'm living 70 years, and I have no tzura. I have no form, I have no shape. So I'm just going through the motions. Going through the, uh, uh, on a good day, yeah. I think he's saying yeah? that,
4: because the question he asks in the beginning is, why can't we have another 70 years? So he said, I think that maybe his question is, is, we learn all these lessons in the first 70 years about our health, the finances, our spouses, our children, like how to be a good father, but by the time you learn the lesson, you don't get to go back to chapter live one it, right. and, and relive and the lesson. Right? So he's saying, I think his question is, wouldn't it be nice if we could take everything we learned in this in this life and all of those moments that we learned something, and go back and live another seven years and live by what we learned from the previous seven years? And so he's, so he's, saying, he's saying, saying you could. He's saying you can't. Don't wait. Don't have to die and want another seven years. As you write things down, you process those yeah. emotions and you process those feelings and you process those lessons that you learned. So tomorrow when you wake up or in the next hour that you live your life, your life takes a form and shape that you can then start living the, the lessons. You're not just passively living life and letting things happen. You're actively engaging with yourself and engaging with your life so that you don't have to wait for another 70 years. You can do it now.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, the point of life. Sorry? Isn't that
4: the point of life? Of what? Meaning, like you were saying, like if you were already had everything and then you had those 70, the second 70 years, what would the point be? you wouldn't be growing, you wouldn't be learning, you wouldn't have real experience, you would just be there. Even if it was on a higher
1: level. But I think that because most of us are already in our, I mean, everyone here is in their early 30s, right? So so therefore, who has time to sit down and write? And bichlal, and if I do choose to write, it'll be a pen and paper? No. It'll be the way we use our fingers. I was just gonna
0: mention that. Yeah. I think there's something very, very different about writing with your hand yeah. into, like, on, you know, with ink,
3: Absolutely. as opposed to typing. I've been in both places, and and like there were periods where I was writing, and that time that I wrote pen and paper is nothing like that. It's just you remember those words easier. I don't know why. Than typing,
1: like, typing you're going letter by letter. I guess. I think it's the also. Saying, I think it's one, one more very important thing. One more very important thing over here, is that if we're talking about getting a form, getting a shape, getting a tsura, we all know that our handwriting speaks volumes, and, and it, it does. I mean, sure. people. What's what's the what's it called when you have that gig when you can read? Uh, graphology. Graphology. Right. Yeah, it's a real thing. We have to become like sole graphologists. We have to, we have to do that. So when it's typewriter, when it's when it's computer setting, it's not really going to be. You're not going to really be figuring out that much. You're going to have to kind of wonder what was my vibe while I typed these words. Also, furthermore, when you're typing, you can backspace, you can cut stuff. Ah, (laughs) very good. It's true. There's no. There's no. no, There's no uh, raw. Raw. Just yeah. Let's go, Victor, guys. Bet.
2: Just can I ask one question? Because at the beginning we're saying we can't write this without the thought of other people reading it. But then it says here, mm-hmm. It seems like we are going to die. And lo and behold, this is God. I'm not doing this for that purpose, but I have these journals here. And then one day my kids are going to go through it. They're like,
1: the door is going to read these things. It's a, maybe it's like the words of a madman. So, the only way, the only, Aleph, for sure. Yeah. Beth, <laughs> the only way that I understood it so far is that but it, it'll probably be read, but that can't be your makshava mm-hmm. while you're writing. Right. Is, is that understood? Yeah. It'll probably be read, like, like we're reading the Rebbe's words right now. But that cannot be the initial machshava while we're writing down what's going on in our heart and soul.
2: I'm not so, sure. I, don't, I don't know if it's necessary. You could also just by putting words into form and on the paper, as it says in the first paragraph, or in the, the first part of the paragraph, there's something that happens which makes it netza. Like it's not just something that bounces around the four walls of your head, it's something that is rooted out. And even if it gets burnt and is never seen again, like, uh, uh, Rabbi really has uh, yeah, uh, yeah. one of his books Sefer on this yeah. right yeah, exactly but it's still talks about the Sefer right Right. there's some, there's some power in the fact that it, it came there was a Gilui that came out and, and now it's out there even
1: if it's not going to be read or touched by anybody true but Jeremy's just saying about what may happen as well like he says over here it's true maybe it won't be read by anybody and it's for you right. but it may be read by others one day too all right, little second. Let's do Bet, because it's very Shaykh to Aleph. To, 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 if what you want to do is to serve Hashem and to elevate yourself, so, and you don't want to be standing at your 70th birthday party, and on a certain level, it's like your bar mitzvah, meaning that you don't feel like anything has actually changed. <clears throat> do the following. Who by the way, who has a birthday here this week? A, a birthday this week. Anybody have a birthday this week or last week? Yes, I did So when's your birthday? Uh, um,
4: the
1: eighth. Of Tishing. Of
4: Elon. Yeah,
1: uh, I am sorry I could the English here, right? No, I don't I'm being Tish, sorry. My English birthday is this
4: week. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: but it, but it. listen for all of us. I was just trying to Let's let's like just be Let's, let's, let's follow Yossi's lead and just be real. Like, uh, when's, our, when's our birthday? We all, the world we grew up in, we think about our Jesus' birthday. and mal okay? Yeah. <laughs> and forever, for me, June 5th will be June 5th, right? It's our Yashki's birthday. What so what, what do we have? We have Cholamayas. We have between the English birthday and Hebrew birthday for us to like match okay? So the whole energy of birthdays is gonna go into right now. So you, wait, so you had already the, the English? The English didn't happen yet. No. So you'll have a Cholamite. Your Tzong Gidali is your birthday?
2: Yeah, very good.
1: Very good. So he says over here, Ase efo Bechol shana, everyday, aselecha matara. Make for yourself a matara. A a, a cool, Go. Tzaye beatzmecha. Im shimcha reuven, lemashau. Eize ruven be b'shana ba'a. Every year, say this. What kind of ruven am I going to be next year? My you hasagotav. What are what are going to be his hasagas? What is going to be his graspings next year? What's his avoda going to be next year? His midas the whole tochno, his whole context. Every year you say this on the, on, on your birthday. Like in, Le- in the in it's very very big to do hachlatat, achlatot, decision making on the birthday. The Rebbe was very big on making people mamish, made decision. Decisions on their birthday. So the Rebbe is saying over here, with the power of visualization, right? Like the Rebbe has told us, b'nei machsham visualize for yourself which, which Shlomo is going to show up by the next birthday. What is, his, what is he going to be filled with? What's going to be in his arsenal by his next birthday? This imaginable Reuven. He will be your uh, yardstick your, uh, your yardstick. How much are you, are you missing to meet the imaginary ruving that you met and set up set on on your birthday? is the way you set up your life going to meet the needs of the imaginary roofing that you set up for
3: next
1: year? And if the next year came and you measured yourself and you haven't even gotten to the ankles of the imaginary roofing that you set out to be, Right? you see, this is very, I know you feel, you feel these kind of words. You know what you should feel like? That you actually didn't live this year. The Ruven of last year, he, he's alive. Or the Reuven of 10 years ago, yeah, he's still alive. But this ruven, this imaginary you know, image of me that I, that I wished for myself, dreamt for myself, and determined for myself, he, he wasn't alive this year. So, so that's what the Rabbi is saying. You want to reach the age of 70, but really just have like 13 years? So he, and and where does he base all this on? Zaken Ba Bayamim. What does it mean when he says, is Zaken Ba Bayamim? He came in his days, meaning his days were alive. He
3: came through, yeah. He came through
1: his day. days. Avraham hayom, hayom, Avraham Avraham of today was of today. He wasn't the Avraham of yesterday. It doesn't. He's not. I don't think he's speaking over here of. Um, you don't let your yesterdays, uh, um, like you know, yeah. It's not what he's talking about. There are other tiras for that we have, but what he's saying over here is that every day there was this. You know, when you measure yourself, when you really real yourself in terms of growth, is that every day was about you, you came into today, into what you planned for today, into what you imagined and hoped and wished for yourself today. Avraham Avinu came into with his days, through his days, his days came through him. Why? So the <laughs> Rebbe would say, because if you asked Avram Avinu on his 75th birthday, how, how alive do you feel? He would say, probably zero. Because he only started his j- journey of going, right? At 75. But then if you asked Avram Avinu on his 76th birthday, how old do you feel? He would say, Belave Sholem, one. Why? Because once he started talking to the Bonish on he never stopped this type of way of imagining, of like having this, you know, visualization of himself. So let's be clear: in our day and age, without like you know, bemet <laughs> chaverim, which we have to reignite, without dibuk chaverim of reminding each other what we could, what we see in the other person to give them koch to visualize it about themselves, it's very hard to be Baba Yamim. Avram Avinu Echad Avram Avram Avinu was one There's no one like him before right but the Rebbe believed very much that the art of visualization was very powerful the tools of Dibu of and was very very powerful and to use them both in order so that we don't feel that our days are still going for nothing yeah this is
3: a huge plug for Cheshbon and Nefesh better um, are you just really going through
2: writing down what, what am I working on now, everybody go,
1: what are
2: you going to be when you grow up? Right. It's
1: not, it's who are you going to be when you grow up? Right. And, and, and oh, that's a good diuk. Yeah. That's a very deep diuk. Not what are you going to be when you grow up? Who are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah. I love that. Who are you going to be when you grow up? You know, we don't have to wait till birthdays. We could just say it right now. And let's just do it till Shabbos, okay? Who are we going to be by this Shabbos? Who are we going to be by the Shabbos? Dare to dream.
2: Also, I can have voted
1: for the new year in Elul. That's a million percent. That's why it really was such a great, you know, I think that we would start this now. Who are we going to be by next Elul? Now, the scary thing is, is, and don't get freaked out by this, okay? Do any of you remember who you thought you were going to be last year in Elul? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you remember
1: who you're going to be? Last last oh, oh, yeah. Is it possible with Hashem's
2: well, you even see what you hoped for? You Anything know. Anything yeah, in the I'm world is possible. The here, avodato, midotav, vekol I don't know what that means. I want to know what he's actually envisioning. With this? I need more. He's not going to. You know what I mean?
1: No. I mean, I know what you mean, but he's not going to tell you that. Because he will not dictate for you what it means for you to dream.
2: It
1: should be categories. We could translate it, maybe we could translate it, but if you don't start writing what, what goes on in your heart and in your life, you won't know how to, how to fill in these categories. I'm sorry, one second. Just give me a second with this. This is very important. It's very, I also want this clarity. What does the Hasagas mean? What does the Tochen mean? What does the Atzmut mean? The Rebbe is not going to tell you. Because it's, he's not you. You, by writing down what your Gilgulei HaNefesh are, will find out and figure out what those categories are and how to fill them out. Chayav And of course he's not talking about millions, million, although a person can say, my goal this year is to make a million dollars because I want to build a shul, a school, a mikveh, or all the holy things in the world. There's nothing... There's nothing wrong with that. But when you write down your gil and FH on a piece of paper, saying that you want to make a million dollars this year probably will seem like the most small-minded goal in the bigger picture. I think um, he's,
4: he's wanting us to just be present again. I think this piece is also just about not being passive in your life. You don't want to wake up when you're 70 and think what happened?" so happen my whole life. I don't even remember from the time I was a kid. I think he's saying, like, engage with your life every day and be very conscious and be making as much progress as you can and set goals and keep those goals and don't be passive.
1: He'll keep on telling us, he'll keep on giving us aces throughout this diary how to live the first two pieces we just learned. He's going to keep on revisiting different ways for and obviously it's what's worked for him, so... We're gonna draw from the fountain of wisdom and depth that the Rebbe left for us, so that we could be the God ba Ba and yamim, come into our days and get clarity as to really the, 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 the answer to the question of what do we really want from life? Because I could say right now, what do you really want by next Elo? It's a very, very hard, very, very hard question to answer mm-hmm. when you don't really know what you want from yourself. You could say a lot of right things, but it may not be exactly what you want. So the way to figure out what you want, start writing, start keeping a diary. Gilgul and nefesh. No, Gilgul is just all the different things that your neshama goes through in this world. Yeah.
3: Struggles.
1: Everything. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Who's going to start keeping a diary this week?
3: One thing might everyone... I'm sorry, one second. I'm going to ask
1: again, because oh, usually there's a minag here that we learn something, and no one does it, so I'm going to, I'm going to say it again.
0: <laughs> 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 it's, a,
1: it's a funny minag. It's like this um, theoretical Torah. So like I go to a, a theology class to learn about the wisdom of... Who's gonna start keeping a diary I this week so that we I could, could get figure one out of those
3: leather bound
1: yeah. like, Hershey is yeah. saying yeah. something nice but still dodging <laughs> <laughs> the thing. It's amazing. huh I just I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna I just wanna learn Torah. And, I, am, I, am. I, I wanna learn Torah, not, a not not etzach, not Das. I'm, you know? I'm gonna start keeping a diary. Too. I will I am gonna start keeping a diary too. What what it means is basically a few minutes a day of writing what you went through. That's all it means. There's no. There's there's no hitchayivuyot acherot.
2: I heard from a professor at Hebrew and it's never been confirmed, but he seems to be a mumche. He says that Rebbe of Chabad had a minute to be writing four hours every day. Maybe it was answering letters. It didn't matter. Writing, they're writing four hours every day. minute of the day. Matuach. Matuach. Sounds like Rebbe is saying this is. So a voda, just to be writing.
1: Nahum. <laughs> <laughs> Nahum. <laughs> 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 okay. I'll I'll take back these pages for now. Please try to get this safer, okay? Uh, This was uh, transit, right?